GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by, well, let's see, who do I want to be joined by today? Hmm. <laughs> the Robin feel- to my Batman? No. I feel like you should have thought of it before you started the. Episode. I never started it. You're the. You're the. You're my Batmite. How's that? I guess. I mean, couldn't you pick someone in the movie? Rachel Dawes. Ooh, no! I don't want to be. <laughs> that just no. gets a little weird. No, I don't want to do that. Anyway, Joe's uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, one of your best intros ever. You went off on like a tangent, then you're like, "Ah, he's here too." I guess. Hey, everybody, I'm here. Um, so we are taking uh, a much needed detour from the <laughs> underappreciated, overlooked action movies themes of the season. Not uh, for long, talk- though. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not worried. Uh, but we are because we're talking about Batman Begins tonight um, or today, whenever you're listening to it, because as you're listening to it, the new movie, the new Batman movie, the Batman will have come out in theaters like. Uh, Monday, so it came out on the Friday before, so yep. it's, you know, so we thought it'd be a good time to talk about this. Do you know, I was thinking about it, LBJ, this is the sixth Batman movie we've done on the podcast? Is it? Yes, we've oh, done. Oh, right, we did Mask of the Phantasm. We did 1989 <laughs> Batman, yep. Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Dark Knight, and Mask of the Phantasm, so... We only, we only have some real good ones left to do. So oh, I keep forgetting we, we that we want... did Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> I think it was to celebrate its like 30th anniversary. Celebrate? Uh, I, still, I still would rather watch that movie than Batman uh, Returns, but that's a, that's a whole different thing. So, Neither of uh, Anyways, good. Batman Begins. Uh, I mean, I'll start with kind of my uh, Batman. I mean, obviously, we've discussed, you know, we're, sure. we're comic book fans. We've read them. And, you know, we we're always into the Batman movies. I remember this was this one, like, and I had to go back and I pulled it up and I watched it. I feel like this one kind of came out of left field because I remember, like, and I, like I said, I pulled it up on YouTube and watched it. The original trailer for this is such a weird thing. Like, it's hard to watch it now because you know that it's a trailer for Batman Begins. But watching it when it came out before this movie, like, it doesn't. Like, I remember seeing it the first time and not knowing it was a trailer for a Batman movie until, like, that point in the trailer when Liam Neeson, like, calls him Mr. Wayne. And then it's yeah. like, oh, because it's just, like, the shots of, like, a, you know, Christian Bale and he's in, like, the, this foreign country. And it's, like, it, it, it was very sneaky. So, that you know, like, like I said, it loses some of its kind of fun because now it's like, oh, I know I click on it. It's a Batman begins trailer but anyways i remember going to see this uh sometime right when it came out maybe opening night with someone that i worked at with at sam's club at the time me and ron went and saw it and i don't know this is a great movie i probably seen this one out of the christopher nolan batman trilogy the most out of any of them because i remember seeing it a lot watching it a lot on tv uh for a time when i worked at sam's club i used to play it on one of the tvs there so i just like walk around and watch it all day so i've i've seen this movie uh 
a lot of times. Um, yeah. So what about you? Uh, I remember, you know, I remember all the lead. You're right. The trailer, like when you saw the trailer, you had no idea that it was the Batman, uh, a new Batman movie. But I, you heard rumors of a new Batman movie coming out and people working on it. Like, I remember how long Darren Aronofsky was attached to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and 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 how kind of long gestating this thing was and that they were taking a new kind of taking a new direction with the Batman series and making it grittier. And, and, you know, you heard that they were making a new movie based on like the long Halloween and, and year one and those kind of, um, ground, more grounded Batman stories. Mm -hmm. Um, so I remember there, I remember being really hyped up for it as far as when I first saw it. Um, I don't remember, like, I know I saw it pretty soon when it came out. I clearly didn't. I might have saw it with you at some point. Um, mm-hmm. If not, I would have saw it with my brother. It, it, right. So I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I probably went with my brother to go see this at some point, or, or Aaron might have gone with oh. us too. But uh, my wife. Um, but yeah, it's a movie that I don't know. I remember walking out of the theater and thinking, "Wow, that was like the perfect Batman movie." That's exactly what I wanted to see in a Batman film. Um, I also remember being very surprised by them having Christopher Nolan do it because I know you and I were big fans yeah. of Memento, um, and then mm-hmm. Insa- and and you know uh, Insomnia is not not great. Um, <laughs> I thought you almost said Inception. No. By the way, uh, this is neither here nor there, but like I, I don't know why haven't we done Inception on this show? I, I don't know. You know, we we need to. <laughs> okay, which well, on another tangent. I just anyway. got done watching. Uh, I just watched Interstellar and uh, Tenet, and uh, they're both great. I just watched Interstellar for the first time recently, like a month ago. Yeah. I, I had, and, and uh, I watched Tenet a while ago, but Tenet's good too. Yep. Although that one is probably like I could not explain that one to you. Anyway. Oh no. We, we've Th- gone that's... off on a tangent. Anyway, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for our separate uh, Christopher Nolan podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's neither here nor there. But anyways, Ooh, yeah. Or it, it maybe was kinda... maybe we should do the Christopher Nolan podcast so that it's a podcast in a podcast. He'd probably it seems appropriate. <laughs> Just like start it in the yeah. middle of one of these episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, you're right. It is. I mean, it is was kind of a surprising choice. I mean, like, you know, Memento is a great movie, but it was I mean, there's still people I talk to today who have no idea if I move, bring that movie up. It's not like it was like a household name. And then, yeah, Insomnia had big stars in it, but I don't really think it was a big hit either. No. I guess I, I didn't ever check the numbers on it. So it is kind of an interesting choice, I guess. It is insofar as like. He didn't do it. He he had never done any kind of like big action films. He had never done yeah anything other than you know kind of a art house murder mystery essentially is what Memento is. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the choice for that was kind of was kind of crazy, and uh, especially like not only being Batman, but being like the reinvention of Batman. Like they mm-hmm. weren't just making a sequel; they were trying to get the series back on track um so you know kudos to to warner brothers for thinking outside the box and and finding someone like nolan who they gave essentially full creative control to which is another big yeah, thing. i mean because he directs it and he you know i mean he writes it basically with uh david s goyer yeah yeah so um but it is kind of interesting to think about his kind of career trajectory because this is like a big huge you know kind of big set piece action movie and that's kind of like what he makes from here on out you know like he doesn't really make 
you know, like all his movies are big, huge, you know, Inception, Tenet, oh, yeah. conventions of, of like Dunkirk and he's all kind those of ones the, are... He's kind of the new James Cameron in a way. In a way, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is neither here nor there, but, you know, sometimes we talk about unrelated stuff. I watched The Abyss for the first time this week. You so. hadn't seen it before? Never seen The Abyss. <sighs> What'd you think? I, I liked it. I can't say okay. I loved it, but I liked it. So, okay. anyways, that's on our James Cameron podcast. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, so release date on this is June 15th, 2005. Uh, it has a budget of $150 million. Uh, a domestic gross of $205 million and a worldwide box office of $371 billion. Which is crazy because, like I read, <clears throat> the budget was one fifty, but they also spent $100 million in advertising. I saw that, yeah. And I didn't. I thought the movie made a lot more than that. Yeah, that's because that's not like... I mean, that's a lot of money, but if you think... Like, if you factor in that $100 million for advertising... You know, you're making a hundred fifty million basically in profit off this, which isn't like, you know, it isn't wild for no. like this, but no, it's not a lot. A, I like it doesn't seem like for as big as this movie was, for as as big as it, this movie seemed to have been at the time, you'd think there would have been more money. But maybe we're just jaded because you know every Marvel movie now makes seven hundred million to a billion dollars. I, and it, it's funny because I didn't I didn't look it up before, but I'm uh, I'm googling now uh, to see the uh, the list of like the Batman franchise, like the ranking of the movies, like the lifetime gross for it. Yeah, uh, this one actually comes in. Yeah, it comes in fifth. Okay, like for like a domestic box office behind the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, and the original Batman. So okay, um. Okay, so uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes of 84% and an audience score of 94%, which yeah. both both sound about right to yeah, me. Yeah, no, I would say so. Okay, uh, top grossing movies of 2005. Uh, number one, uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Number two is The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, yeah. And number three is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Okay. Okay. Uh, this movie, Batman Begins, comes in eighth in the domestic box office, and we have only done one other movie in 2005, and it was number 67, Transporter 2. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, now, cast of this movie, uh, you know, some of the, it's weird, we're doing them in kind of a weird order because we've already done The Dark Knight, but uh, Christian Bale plays Bruce Wayne slash Batman, Michael Caine is Alfred, uh, Liam Neeson plays Ducard or Ra's al Ghul, who he ends up being, uh, Katie Holmes is Rachel Dawes, Gary Oldman plays Jim Gordon, uh, Cillian Murphy is uh, Dr. Jonathan Crane slash uh, Scarecrow, uh, Tom Wilkinson plays Carmine Falcone, uh rucker howard plays mr earl oh and uh i almost forgot to say uh morgan freeman as uh, lucius fox yep and i know that you're gonna mention i don't know actually i don't know <laughs> who, who do you want to mention um i mean the guy that was on the motorcycle show yeah mark boone mark boone jr he's uh he's flass in this yeah he was on sons of anarchy he's in too fast and too Fur- furious oh uh, that's right yep uh, I mean, there's a bunch of like random character actors, but nobody like nobody super 
fun to mention. Right. Well, I, I feel like that a lot of the uh, – how do I want to say this? Like, there's not like – a all the main characters in this are played by people you know, and there's not a lot of other, like, there's featured not. people in You're it. Right. You know, it's not like – there's not like there's a lot of roles to fit in character actors because, like, basically – Anyone that has more than one line is someone you know or one of the actors we talked about. If that if that makes sense, maybe I'm no. Not it does. Right. This movie didn't exist. This movie is um, smaller in scope as far as like an ensemble piece goes, um, but it's you know it's a large movie. So the characters that are in there are important to the story. Oh, you know what? Neither of us mentioned, and this is my bad. We did mention Ken uh, Ken Watanabe. Yep. Yeah, but again, as he's like fake Razagul. Yeah, but he's there for. He has like three lines, you know. Right. He's there yeah. for he's there for less screen time than you know the guy that parked Bruce Wayne's car. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, so there's just not a lot of like. Like, yeah, it's it's a smaller cast for a big movie. I guess that's maybe the way to say yeah, it. It's a lean. It's a lean cast. There you go. Uh, okay, you want to do some net worths? Sure. Would it be funny if you said no? I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. You know what? Go after yourself. <laughs> Crum- crumpled up the piece of paper and threw it away. Okay, let's start with uh, Cillian Murphy. What do you think about him? He's got that sweet, sweet 28 days later money. He does. Um, I'm going to go $28 million. Oh, you know what? $20 million. Hey, so, all, right. Uh, all right. Next up, Michael Caine. He's got that sweet, sweet just like being in a lot of stuff money. He's got that sweet, sweet uh, best friends with Christopher Nolan now, buddy. Uh, <laughs> that is true. The thing did say that after this, he's been in every one of his movies since. He has. In some in some way, shape, or form, he's been in every single one of Christopher Nolan's movies. Oh, wait. Hold on. Is he in Tenet? I don't think he is. Uh yeah, I, th- I think he is intended. He meets with them in the restaurant. Like he talked like uh Oh, that's Denzel right. Was- yeah, Denzel he's the Washington handler son. right in the beginning. Yeah. He yeah. he's definitely in it. He yes, has a yes, small yes, part, yes. but he's in it. <clears throat> uh anyway, I'm sorry. Uh Michael Caine. Let's see. Mm. I'm going to go with uh he's got that sweet sweet uh Muppet Christmas Carol money. <laughs> um uh 80 million. Ding ding ding. Right on the button there, LPJ. Uh, next up, Katie Holmes. She's got that sweet, sweet teaching Mrs. Tingle money. Ooh. <laughs> I was trying the... to think of. I was trying to think of the movie where she was like uh, in the town where like all the kids are like mind controlled or whatever. I couldn't think of what that one was called. Kids are mind controlled. Yeah, just uh, make your guess, and I'll I'll let you know. What oh, it Disturbia. Is. Yeah, just no, not Disturbia. <laughs> Uh, it's called, oh, close though. It's called disturbing behavior. Disturbing behavior. There it is. There it is. So she's got that sweet, anyways. sweet, the gift money. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Ayo>. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go 30 million. Close. 25 million. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, what about Gary Oldman? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet, uh, prof- Leon, the professional money where he says, everyone, oh, God, why have we, we done to, that we're, movie? We're going to do that movie. <laughs> That's on the list. I've been wanting to do that yeah. one for a long time. It's um, surprising that we haven't. So what do you think for Gary Oldman? <clears throat> he's got that sweet, sweet fifth element money. Uh, oh no. He's got that sweet, sweet, uh, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula money. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go eighty million for him. Also, 
Ooh, only forty million oh, for Gary Oldman. Poor Gary. All right, only a couple more. Morgan Freeman. What do you think for Morgan Freeman? He's got that sweet, sweet Shawshank Redemption money, he's which I finally that, saw. He's got that sweet, sweet can't turn down a role money. That's um, true. He's like Danny Glover. <laughs> like <laughs> Danny Glover cannot say no. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go fifty million for him. Fifty? Yeah. Two hundred and fifty million dollars. Really? Freeman. Wow! Yeah. I didn't realize he made that much money. Dude makes bank. Uh, so. Okay, last last two. Liam Neeson. He's got that sweet, sweet. I'm not making any more action movies, and then proceeded to make like twenty more action movie money. Uh, what do you think for Liam Neeson? Oh, he's got that sweet, sweet uh, uh, clone of Taken movie that he makes every year. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm well, gonna make a, I'm gonna make another movie, but it's gonna be just like Taken. I'm an old man. I still never saw that one where he like skills. where he like kills people with like a snowplow or something. I can't remember I what that know. one was called. <laughs> I feel like he's typecast himself into these movies at this point. <laughs> the, uh, one, the one thing I learned from the background research on this is that Liam Neeson is tall because like there were so tall. many things where it was like, oh, like he had to crouch down to fight Christian Bale because he's six <laughs> four, and it's like, yikes. Yeah, I didn't Anyways. realize he was that tall. Uh, what do you think for Liam Neeson? Uh, I'll go fifty million for Liam Neeson. Man, you started off on a hot streak. Now you're lowballing people. One hundred and forty-five million for Liam Neeson. All right, well, good for Liam Neeson, you know. And then uh, finally, Christian Bale. He's got that sweet, sweet Ford versus Ferrari money. Oh, he's got that sweet, sweet Equilibrium money, which is definitely a movie we're going to do this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, probably sooner than later. You know Tush is going to be. I remember when I worked with the Tush at uh, Sam's Club and him like trying to explain that movie to me. And I'm like, just stop. I don't care. Yeah, you, you kind of just need to watch it. Um, I'll go $150 million. $120 million, right. So, So close enough. Um, really, okay. that's it? Uh, no, uh, no Tom Wilkinson? I no Rutger I didn't Howard. do Tom... No, I didn't do. I didn't do it. I figured that was enough. Uh, okay, so as we talked about, this movie is directed by Christopher Nolan. We've touched on that quite a bit. Um, the writers they they give credit to Bob Kane, created yep. the character Batman. They said this is the first movie to come out after Batman movie to come out after Bob Kane uh, actually passed away. True. Um, and then uh, the story is by David S. Goyer, and it says screenplay by Christopher Nolan. But I kind of got the impression that they worked kind of closely on it, writing it together. Yeah. Although they said, although they said that I think while this movie was like that, Goyer had to finish finish the script because he had to go off and be the director for Blade Trinity. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but no, Goyer wrote like Goyer wrote the story for conceived of the story for all three of the Nolan Batman movies and wrote the the script and was heavily involved in the script writing. And then Nolan would go in and just kind of tweak things and change it to make, to fit his vision a little bit better. But they kind of, you know, they kind of both wrote this. So as much as people give Nolan credit for it, I think David Goyer, David S. Goyer should get a lot of that credit as well. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I just totally lost my train of thought. Great. I I had a complete brain fart there. I don't know what I was going to say. Um. Oh, I know what I was going to say. That one of the things I read, like when they were working on the script, that it said that Goyer, like that Christopher Nolan, really didn't want uh, Scarecrow to have a mask, like to wear a mask, yeah. like the Scarecrow mask, and Goyer to be like eventually be like, no, he has to have the mask, and eventually like convince Christopher Nolan that it was the right way to go. But. Yeah, but they had to go through like. 
12 different masks in order to make Nolan happy. And then he's finally like, okay, fine, that one. All, all I know from doing my research in this is I feel like you have a lot of role reversals to deal with. I do have a lot of role reversals. I cut it down. Like, I limited the amount that we're going to have. <laughs> uh, okay. And then music uh, is Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard because apparently – Hans Zimmer always wanted to do something with James Newton Howard, so he was like, "Hey, can we do this together?" And Nolan was like, "Okay." Yeah. So I guess they, the 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 conceit of that was they wanted to write separate themes for Bruce Wayne and Batman, and so they each kind of took the helm on one or the other, and uh, so that there's a distinct sound kind of between the two. Um, okay. I couldn't tell you what the distinct sound is between the two <laughs> because, to be perfectly honest with you, all of the music essentially sounds like one big giant piece of music that just kind of flows in and out. They all have sort of the same, um, the same motifs to them, uh, so it kind of all sounds not the same, but it definitely sounds very cohesive. No, I got you. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and I feel like I feel like after this, like. Christopher Nolan works with Hans Zimmer on like all his movies as well. Everything, yeah. And, and you know yeah. what? And I'm pretty sure for Christopher Nolan, Hans Zimmer actually writes the music. <laughs> You're probably right about yeah. that. Uh, but we're going to play something from the soundtrack, right? Yep, here we go. We're going to play uh, what it's kind of considered the theme for uh, for Batman. It is a track. Uh, all the tracks have weird names. This one's called Molossus. A lot of the music is kind of sounds like that, um, just different yeah. kind of versions of it. Well, and that and that goes on to be kind of the main theme in the other two Christopher yeah, Nolan that kind of like that kind of repetitive kind of background beat. Um. Okay. So, anything else that you want to cover specifically mention before we kind of start talking about the the plot? Um. Not, well, I, I oh, go ahead. There's a, I mean, there's a lot. That's the thing. This this movie has. What's nice about a movie like this is, it's so well documented how it was made, what went into it. You know, if you bought the DVD or Blu-ray when it came out, it's loaded with special features like background things, how they made the tumbler, how they made the suit. Like 
you can find so much information about well, this. And I was going to say, because I usually, you know, like I, I, we, we, I use the uh, Internet Movie Database, like the sure. trivia section as like I always print it out. So I have it to look through stuff. Usually, you know, like a, a, a movie, some movies are like two pages. Some have like ten pages when I print out. This one had twenty-two pages. Yeah. and I was like flipping through it today, trying to find stuff of interest, and I'm like, "There's just too much in here." There's like, so much stuff. Like this is one of the most well-documented movies we've ever done on this show. So if you really want to learn the nitty-gritty about this, it's out there. The information's available. Um, I, I mean, things we should mention are kind of the intention of this movie was to take it back to. Um, uh, Really, the beginning. I mean, obviously, it's called Batman Begins, but take it to the 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 origin story of Batman, like the whole Batman Year One uh, that Frank Miller wrote, uh, and kind of use that as the jumping point for how they wanted to start this, um, which is not something they did really in any of the other Batman films. They never really delved into, you know, his his origin story, other than you see the origin story of when his parents died, but you don't really yeah. see. And that and you see that in like every single right. incarnation of Batman ever. Exactly. But what you don't see is like, you know, how did he get a suit? How did he decide to actually be Batman? How, how did he get all of his training? Um, and the first hour of this movie is essentially all of that. Right. And this, what I, what I think this movie does a good job with is, not that the other movies necessarily don't do a good job, but it specifically it's like to ground it in the reality of like, how could someone as rich as Bruce Wayne become Batman? Yeah. Like if you had the resources that he had and like, not, not, not necessarily like the physical training and stuff like that, but to, to get a Batmobile and to get the suit and the gadgets and like, how could you really do that? And like, I, I know that they say in the, that they tried to base, all the like kind of gear and stuff is like actual like military like application stuff like yeah and that's like kind of when he's talking to morgan freeman and he's like oh you know well this is like a survival suit for the army but like it was too expensive and like so they tried to ground all the stuff and like how can we make this seem like it's something that could actually or maybe does actually exist in some cases even the batmobile is like oh it's a it's a vehicle for like making bridges and combat and stuff like that yeah and and you know and that's one of the interesting things like they filled they they uh, i don't know who exactly figured this out but um a a group went in and kind of calculated what it would cost to start to be batman like whatever you see christian bale has and it's about 3.5 million dollars which doesn't seem like a lot like, it's a lot of money, um, but mean, you know, it for, sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot to you or I, right? But, right. but for the equipment and all that stuff, three point five million seems relatively reasonable for somebody who, for somebody to 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 become a vigilante with this type of equipment. Right. I think that pays for the equipment, but not like the actual like training no and no no, no. the training something separate they just mean like the actual like setting up yeah. the bat cave you know having the tumbler having the suits having all the gadgets stuff like that right gotcha so but yeah i, I mean we're gonna touch on some of the stuff but like you said if you, if this is i mean if you don't know a lot about this movie or you you've always liked it and you want to know more like the information's out there like you can like get into it deep We're going to scratch the surface kind of of what's available to talk about this movie. I did find it kind of interesting, though, to see that, like, uh, Goyer was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, this isn't, like, this isn't, like, based or whatever. was trying to say it wasn't, like, based on, like, Batman Year One, which is, like, I don't know if that's, you could say that, because I feel like, like, 
there's some of the stuff that's drawn directly from Batman Year One, like sure. in this movie. Like even so much as that sequence that we get to when, like, with the SWAT team when he calls all the bats. I feel like that that's like that yeah exactly taken from it. Yeah, there's a couple things that are taken directly from from Year One. That's one of them. Um, what was the other one? The other one was uh, Flash was taken directly from Year One. Um, beyond that, though, I, actually, most of this is Long Halloween. Like, a yeah, lot of the characterization guess, is more Long Halloween, like with Falcone and, and the mob. I guess that's true. I recently watched the uh, two-part uh, <clears throat> Long Halloween animated movie that they put out. It's pretty yeah. good. Uh, I haven't read the actual graphic novel in a while. But, um, okay, so let's let's get into it. Uh, movie starts off. We get, like, the, the young Bruce Wayne, him falling in the old well, uh, seeing all the bats that are freaking him out. Um this it, it, it's going to be a slightly difficult to talk about it because like this movie, especially for the first like forty five minutes to an hour, kind of flips back and forth between the timelines, like of like what yeah. Bruce is up to now and like stuff in the past. So then we cut to like he's in prison, and um, I do I always love that part in the in the I don't know where he's at. Did they ever say exactly where he's at? Somewhere in Tibet. Prison? So, and, and like those guys want to beat him up and they like, the dude tells him like, he's the devil. And he's like, oh, you're not the devil, you're practice. Yeah. And he's like beating up all those guys. And then the guards come in and they tell him they're going to put, put him in solitary. And he's like, why? And he's like, for protection. He's like, I don't need protection. He's like, protection for them. And they cut over to all the guys and they're all like yep. beat up and like moaning and stuff on the ground. Um, so that's when we're introduced to Liam Neeson's character. He introduces himself as Ducard. Uh, and he's part of the League of Shadows, which I wonder why they changed it from the League of Assassins, which is what it is everywhere in else. Comic books, <laughs> yeah, right. everywhere else. Um, but anyways, he's like, oh yeah, like like, and I, I guess in the world of this Batman, they're somewhat known because like Bruce Wayne seems to know who the League of Shadows are, and seems to know who Raja Ghul is as well. Like at least he's heard the name. Yeah, and I think that's more. Not because he's Bruce Wayne, but because he's been traveling so much, you know, because yeah, obviously he's been he, they kind of insinuate that he's been um, away from home, traveling the world, kind of learning, learning yeah. about, you know, fighting and martial arts and, and, and how to defend himself and how to take out criminals and th- things like that. Right. And I, I do remember that little bit, like, and it was in that trailer, like that first trailer where they're like, and I can't remember, I'm like paraphrasing some of it when he's like talking about, he's like, if you, if you turn yourself into more than a man, into like an idea, you know, you know, and he's like, and he's like, says you'll become something. And he's like, a legend, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> like, I just, that's the part when they first says Mr. Wayne in that trailer, when you're like, oh, this is a Batman movie. But anyways, um. They're like, hey, we're getting you released from prison. You got to pick this blue flower and like climb to the top of this mountain. So there's like this big complex up there. He gets there and like immediately him and Liam Neeson fight. Um, and he like, you know, beats him up. Uh, then we cut back to like tiny Bruce Wayne. He's being saved from the well by his dad. That's when he get the uh, the line that comes up a couple times in this where his dad asks him, like, why do we fall? And it's so we can learn to pick ourselves, pick ourselves up. Yep. Um, so then we get the whole like flashback to his parents' death. They go to see, and in this case, an opera. The opera has some imagery that reminds Bruce of the bats, so he gets freaked out and makes him leave. And they go and they leave, and his parents get killed. If you I mean like if you've seen any Batman movie, you see his parents get yeah, killed. It's they kill they the same they get thing, killed in the alley. Yeah, uh, we do get the little bit about um, 
uh, young uh, Jim Gordon's there, like afterwards, and kind of like comforting young Bruce, so they know each other. So that's kind of how he knows, at least of Gordon. Right. Um, I am confused though. Can you explain this to me? And I meant to say this before we got to the part about the death. So his dad's a doctor, but also runs a company and builds trains. Like I'm, I'm always confused about what Thomas <clears throat> sure. Wayne. He's a doctor, but he's like a philanthropist businessman. Um, but I think he—I don't think his dad built the company. I think so. You the think Wayne it's like a family fl- has built this company? Okay, so he like inherited the company, but he wanted to be a doctor, but he still runs the company. Right. I—I'm I, fairly but- certain that's what it is. Because um, that's that's how Lucius is there. Lucius was on the board of directors, so I, I'm fairly certain that like, you know. There's a board of directors that kind of runs things for him while he okay. goes off and plays doctor. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So then we cut back to like more present time, and it's kind of like a big training montage of him training with the League of Shadows and Ducard. Uh, Ducard kind of hints that he has like a sad backstory, which will end up coming back to play in the third movie in this. Yep. Um, then we get like more flashbacks to like college age Bruce. He's coming back to town because Joe Chill, the guy that shot his parents is going to be released um, because they want him to testify against Falcone because they were cellmates, him and Falcone, I think is. is yeah. That's essentially say. what it was. Like he, he had information um, that the, uh, the DA's office can use. So they offered him immunity uh, for that information. And that's when we were introduced to the Katie Holmes playing Rachel Dawes. They like, her mom was like a maid at Wayne Manor when they were kids. So they like knew each other when they were kids. She's in that very first scene when like yes. they fall in the well and they're chasing each other over the uh, arrowhead finders keepers. Um, so anyways, they go to this trial. Bruce is, has a gun. He's planning on killing him. But before he gets a chance, they're like walking Joe chill out. I, I don't say she love, but that, that lady walks up. She's like, Hey Joe, Hey Joe, Falcone says hi. And just like shoots him and kills him. Right outside the uh, courtroom. Yeah, it, it was very. It's a real Jack Ruby moment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So then, like, like Bruce is kind of like him and um, uh, Katie Holmes have a big like debate about the state of Gotham City and how like they're like they kind of talk about how like the depression is gone, but like she takes him to the underbelly of the city and it's like really bad. And she he shows her the gun. She slaps him in the face a couple of times and tells him her, his father would be ashamed of him. So he gets out to go into this um, like bar to confront Falcone. Um, do, I love that. I really do love that like confrontation scene with like I love Tom Wilkinson in that. He's Tom great. Wilkinson in that Tom scene. Wilkinson's really and, good. Like I, it really makes me bad that he doesn't show up anymore. Um, yeah. But but yeah, you're right. It's great. He's just sitting there listening to – he doesn't even listen to. He just kind of like talks at Bruce. Yeah. And, 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 like, and just kind of just kind of lays it out there and puts him in his place. Yeah. And that's it. He's, ba- he's basically just like, yeah, there's a bunch of cops and a judge here and I could like shoot you and I wouldn't even be concerned about it. And it like tells him to get out of there. And then that like last little bit, that last little dig when he like tells him, he's like, oh yeah, I remember when I was like, when uh, Chill was my cellmate, he told he talked about when he killed your parents. He said your father begged like a dog yeah. before he killed him. It's like just that last little bit to really get him. So he leaves. Uh, there's that little bit where he uh, 
changes his expensive coat with a dirty one with a bum and gives him all his money, like burns his ID and stuff. And then he like gets on a ship in the harbor and like leaves town, right? Yep. Is that, that's and it. And that's when and that's when we learned that he spent time like living among criminals and kind of like getting into their mindset and understanding them. And then there's that funny little bit when he gets caught and they're like, they're like, this stuff doesn't belong to you. And it's like all Wayne enterprise, like yeah. boxes that they were stealing. Um, so then, okay. So the final test for the league of shadows is like, they make him huff some drugs and he like opens a box full of bats. <laughs> and then there's that like scene where like, I don't know, like he's trying to, I don't know what's going on. It's really cool because they're all dressed the same and, like, him and Ducard are fighting and, like, he, like, slices those guys' arms so, like, because he gets cut on the arm. But I I, I don't know how to explain it. Sure. Well, what he's doing is he – yeah, he's – it's the final test. He's got to be able to pick out Ducard even though he's – even though they're all dressed the same and only attack Ducard. Um so his plan is to kind of hide in plain sight. And uh, so Bruce gets cut on the arm. So he cuts a bunch of the uh, other League of Shadows uh, members on the arm in the exact same place and then hides among them, um, which is crazy that uh, you got to think Liam Neeson's got his eye on him the whole time. Like, how does he hide? I, I Well, I mean, all those guys look exact. They're all dressed exactly the same, and it's, I don't know, I, I guess. I suppose. I don't know. It ju- it just seems kind of convenient. Um, but it, but it's, that's essentially what it is. He he, he passes the test and and, and gets gets inducted into the League of Shadows fully. Um, so, well, he's not quite fully Almost. in there because they get to the point where, like, they bring in, like, a, a local criminal – and they they basically want Bruce to kill this guy uh, to become like a full member of the League of Shadows. And then they're like, hey, we're going to set you do this. You'll be a member. We're going to send you with a team to Gotham to basically destroy Gotham. Like because their whole thing is like, how would you describe it? Is like they say that they basically like. They rebalance power in the world. So when when a civilization or a um, <clears throat> like a like a a city gets too powerful, gets too, too decadent. Um, they go in and they level it and kind of redistribute the wealth um, and kind of keep everybody in check so that no one gets too, no one gets too powerful. So they did it in right. Rome. They did it in, um, where else did they Constantinople. say? Constantinople. Constantinople. Um, they did it all over the place. Like all throughout history, right. they've been doing this, and Gotham is kind of at that point now um, where it needs to be cleansed, and so their idea is to go in and, and cleanse it. Right. So Bruce doesn't want to do this. He ends up like starting a fire. He farts. He far- farts. He, wow. He, far- he sure does. <laughs> he, he might have farted. Who knows? Uh, so he he starts a fire. He fights fake Rajal Ghoul. Like the whole place <laughs> collapse. And he ends up like saving Picard from like, or Liam Neeson from like falling off the side of a cliff. Right. Um, then he calls Alfred to come pick him up. Alfred picks him up in a plane. Uh, he finds out that they had him declared dead because <laughs> he was yep. gone so long. Um, and okay, so then we're introduced to uh, Doctor Crane. Uh, he gets basically like, he's like a psychologist. Yeah, a criminal psychologist. Like, yeah, and he, he but he gets all these criminals declared like insane 
so they don't face like jail time and they get them sent to Arkham Asylum, right? It, yeah, essentially, because because Crane runs Arkham Asylum, right? Uh, also, at this point, like Bruce finds the Batcave, he goes back down to where he fell when he was a kid and finds it, and he like stands there and all the bats fly around him and stuff like that. Um, we also find out that Crane is working with Falcone. Um, uh, I, I like when he shows up at, uh, Wayne, uh, enterprises to talk to, uh, Rucker Howard and he's like, Bruce, you're supposed to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Bruce tells him, he's like, Hey, I don't want to get in the way. I know you're making the company public. He's like, but I want to, I want to get to know the company. So he's like, and he like specifically is like, I want to work in applied sciences. So he goes to applied applied sciences and he meets Morgan Freeman, who's Lucius Fox. Um, and that's when he starts like getting all like the gear and stuff to become Batman. Yeah. And I do have a note. I do have a note that it's kind of convenient that Applied Sciences has the exact stuff he needs to become Batman. Well, I mean, if you stop and think about it, it's not the exact stuff. He's he's taking what he has and making it work for him. Yeah. So I think it's more what it is. He's like, oh, okay. Well, we've got this. I got a feeling that he already knew what was it, what was there. Well, yeah. yeah, he had to have an idea since he wanted to go there. To like maybe he didn't know. Right. Yeah, maybe he didn't know specific stuff, but he knew there was going to be the stuff he needed there. He knew there was going to um, be something there. Right. So I think the first thing they introduce him to is that like the 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 suit, like the the soldier suit, the one that yep. like can stop gunfire and like the like the basically the grappling gun, like the yes. Um, um, so we're also introduced to uh, Gordon's. Uh, partner flask is that what his flass, name is flass f-l-a-s-s oh flass okay um and he's dirty uh batman or bruce in his like proto batman suit before he kind of gets it all together goes and meets with gordon because he knows that Go- gordon is a good cop uh and he's kind of like well what do we need to bring falcone down and they're like oh well we need leverage on judge faden and we need like a prosecutor brave enough to uh prosecute and all this stuff yep um, and but Bruce is kind of like okay, um, and then like how, I I've seen this movie so many times. How do you explain the the memory cloth to me? It's like normal cloth, but you put like an electrical current through it, and it takes like rigid form. Yeah, imagine. Um, so it's regular cloth, but it it has um, um, like magnetic fibers. Uh, electromagnetic fibers woven into it so that when you hit it with a current, um, the fibers straighten out, you know, and polarize and actually form the, form the wing shape. Um, and then when the current's not put not, not in it, the, the, the fibers relax and just look like regular fabric. And that's what he used. I mean, and this is a dumb question, but whatever, that's like what he uses for the cape. That's right? the cape. Yeah. Because I'm always confused because there's that scene where it looks like he's using it, but it looks like it's like he has a glove and he's got like really long like fingers, you know what I'm talking about? And he's like sitting there in the cave and he's like. Oh, I think like, he's just testing it. Like he's trying to figure uh, out what to do with it. And then, oh, okay. then he decides, oh, a cape. Oh, okay. I got it. I was, I was always confused by that. So yeah. um, he's like, yeah, okay. should I make and nails then, out of it? Should I, you know. And then one of my favorite parts is where like after he shows him the memory cloth, with the, like you see Bruce kind of look off to the side and he's like. Oh, what's that? And uh, that great line from Morgan Freeman, he's like, oh, the Tumblr? And he's like, oh, the Tumblr? Oh, you wouldn't be interested in that. And then cut to him just like peeling off in yeah. the Tumblr and that thing. And like he explains that it was like a 
it was for like combat and it would build bridges and it would like jump across ravines and stuff like that. It's like, I think that it's like, Oh yeah, you, it would go into like, was it like a, I can't, like a rampless jump. Yeah. And he hits that button. <laughs> it's like, no, not that one. He like hits it and it starts going really fast. And then he like, he's like, Oh, do you have any questions? He's like, yeah. Does it come in black? Yeah. Which, by that, the way, how did it, how did it come in black? Did he just spray paint it? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's worked. I like the idea, though, like all the other stuff I could see him getting out of Applied Scientist, but at some point he had to just drive the tumbler out of there. Yeah, you know? Uh, what's cool about the tumbler is they they built one. Like, that's they built it from the ground up. Like, it's an actual working device that... That's wild. That works pretty much the way you see it on, on the screen. Like, they needed to have something that could go... So, so I was looking at the specs for it. It's got, like, a Chevy V8 engine in it. It goes zero to sixty in five seconds. Top speeds one hundred ten miles an hour, um, and it, <laughs> yeah, and it'll make those turns. Like it'll actually make those sharp turns that you see it make in in the movie. Like they're driving the actual vehicle itself. Um, That's crazy. The interior is totally different, though. The interior is actually it's actually a like a like a mini movie studio, so that they can. So they can actually get the shots on the inside. There. Oh, okay, that makes that makes sense. Yep. Um, then we get another part that I love uh, when they're kind of like designing like the actual like cowl and and all the stuff of the costume. But I love that part where um, he's like making the batarangs and stuff. And when uh, Alfred asks him like, he's like, "Why bats, Mister Wayne?" And he's like, "Bats frighten me. It's time my enemies share my dread." Yeah, I like that. I like that a little bit. Uh, and uh, so. Uh, Falcone's down at the docks. They're like unloading these drugs that are in these teddy bears. Some of them go to him. Some of them go to the man in the narrows, right? Like that's how he describes yeah. it. Yep. And we don't really know what's going on with that. Batman shows up. He beats a bunch of people, beats a bunch of people up. You get that iconic shot. that was like in the uh, trailer. I remember where the guy's like got the gun and he's shooting and he's like asking like, where he's like, where are you? And he turns around and Batman's like, yeah. Here. Which is like, I feel like that that's supposed to be very reminiscent of the original Batman when he's like, when he's like, yeah, when who he asks him, like, and he's like, I'm Batman. Yeah. Um. So he uh he headbutts Falcone. Uh. He uh. <laughs> you get the callback to the bum that he traded. Coach yes. With, which is so dumb, but I kind of love because the bum's there. He's just like, nice coat, because <laughs> he's got his coat. <laughs> I don't know why that part always kind of cracks me up. Um. So he saves Katie Holmes from getting killed by some dudes um, because Falcone was finds out from Crane that she was trying to whatever, blah, blah, blah. He saves her, gives her the pics of like Judge Faden so they have uh, leverage. leverage on him. Um, so they're going to prosecute him. I forget. He also like ties Falcone up to like a big spotlight. Yeah. Uh, and so it kind of looks like a bat. So it's like almost like the proto bat symbol. Yeah, it, it's kind of neat. They they sort of, you know, throughout the whole movie, they kind of make a um, they make an effort to make sense of all the Batman lore, you know. Yeah. So like the bat signal where they come up with it. Well, this is how they came up with it. Right. So then uh, Rucker Howard talks. It's about like a missing like uh, Wayne or a boat and like something missing. There was a this microwave emitter on there. Um, and I think maybe I understand. This. I feel like the first five times I saw this movie, I didn't understand the microwave emitter. Sure. But why don't you you're a resident science expert. Why don't you explain in the context of this movie what it does? OK, you've used a microwave before, right? 
I have. I can see my microwave from where I'm sitting. You've boiled water in your microwave, right? Sure. Okay. Imagine a device that does the same thing, but a million times more powerful on a bigger scale. That's all it is. Is it? it it's designed to take whatever water's in the area and superheat it so that it evaporates. So it goes beyond boiling. It evaporates it. And um, the, the, the they developed it to use it in the desert to dry up the enemy's water supply. Okay. Got so it. that's what this got is. It, got it. But got it, aerosol, it. Okay. aerosolizes, you know, liquids. So water in this case. Got it. Okay. So uh, Alfred tells Bruce that he's like, hey, listen, you got to, uh, you can't, you like, you got to like start playing up your playboy life. Like you can't just disappear as Bruce Wayne. Uh, so he goes out to that hotel with those models. He buys the hotel and they, cause they go conveniently the buys UFO. the hotel with a check that he just cuts and hands to the waiter. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's how that works, they, but I can tell cool you life. that's not how that works. <laughs> I'm in also, the real estate I can, business. I know. I couldn't figure out why, like when he's leaving, like why is Rachel showing up at that fancy, like restaurant hotel place? Like, I don't know who is, was she going there to meet somebody? It's never it's never explained. He's like leaving and she's walking in and they said because that's the first time that she sees he's back. Oh, that's right. The first time they meet, but they never really explain why she's there. I mean, it's neither here nor there, but it's I mean, convenient I just for the story. Of- and that's all that matters. Right. So then we get like uh, Crane interviewing Falcone, uh, you know, because he wants to send him to the nut house instead of jail. And that's when we get the first like glimpse of the scarecrow mask yep. and he sprays him with the fear toxin and he like freaks out and stuff like that um he batman interrogates flass that's that cool scene where he like picks him up and he's hanging him and he's like he keeps asking him where the other drugs were and he's like i don't know i swear to god and he's like swear to me yeah <laughs> really that cool. was in the trailer too wasn't it it might have been. He tells him. He tells him that like, oh, I don't know. They go to the Narrows. Like cops don't go into the Narrows, whatever. And he's like, do I look like a cop? Uh, so he goes to the Narrows. Uh, he he finds like the bears. They have stuff in, him, but like Scarecrow's there, and he like gives him a heavy dose of like the, the fear, fear toxin, toxin, and then he like lights him on fire, and he like jumps out the window, and like Alfred has to come and save him. Also, we get a shot where that missing shipping container shows up in Gotham, and Katie Holmes' boss goes to inspect it and gets killed when he goes out to look at it. Yep. That's in there, too. So he wakes up and finds out that uh, he was out for two days, and that, like, when he didn't get better at the first day, Alfred called Morgan Freeman to help, and Morgan Freeman um, synthesized, like, a An antidote. Uh, antidote. Yep. for the, the there's that great line where i can't remember specifically where he's like uh because it's like a he's like oh i've affected this i've felt this before but like never never this strong he's like it's like it's been weaponized and he's like oh you've been hanging out at some weird parties he's like ah you know what it is you're out in the town people are passing around weaponized hallucinogenics <laughs> or whatever <laughs> i love that a little bit so um it's bruce's birthday party uh so all these guests are coming um uh rachel shows up and gives him that uh that uh, arrowhead from the beginning of the movie right uh with a note that says finders because she's under uh, the impression he's she's still under the impression that he's a complete douchebag right 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 when when does because it calls back later in the film is that is it then or is it a different point when the, the first time of the line with the um with the like it's not it's not who we are it's, it's not then. uh Okay, what well, what is the line? Why can't I remember it? Like I think I have it in my notes here. Oh, it's not how 
it's not <laughs> it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Yeah. Because that's what he says later on. Sorry, I knew I had my notes. Okay. So uh Crane, uh Rachel goes to meet Crane because she doesn't want Falcone there. Uh she he shows her that like all these inmates are dumping these chemicals into the water supply there, and then she uh he douses her with a fear toxin. Uh Batman shows up, beats up a bunch of dudes. Uh I love when he sprays uh Crane with the um yeah. his own fear toxin. Like, like his face. Like, yeah, he's like dose do, dose of your own medicine doctor or whatever. Um, and, and he, he sees somebody, yeah, he's like that bat demon almost. Yeah. That was sweet. That is a cool image. And that's when he tells him, he's like, oh, he tells him that he's working for Raja Ghoul and he's like, Raja Ghoul is dead. He doesn't believe it. Um, then that's when you get that great scene where all the cops show up, uh, and like the SWAT team and he calls all the bats to like save them. And that's like the thing, like directly from, uh, year one, year one I believe. Yeah. yeah that's from year uh, one. He has the, the, the sonic transmitter in his heel. Yeah, and like uh, Gordon's there because Gordon helps him get like Rachel out of there. Yeah, uh, and and he that's when we get a car chase with the tumbler. I like when the cops reporting it in, and he's like, "It's a black tank." Yeah, <laughs> and that and that thing is just it's such a beast. It's just like crushing over stuff and just like listen. I, I love I'm listening. I love the realism of this movie. There is no roof in the world that would support the weight of that tumbler jumping from building top to building top it would crash right through the roof of that church yeah i feel like i saw somewhere in the notes and i, I there's 20 pages so i can't find it but it said it weighs like two tons or something yeah, like that it, like it's that a it's a fourth because it's it's reinforced metal frame plus a huge ass v8 engine those giant tires it's got a relatively large gas tank on it too because it only gets like seven miles to the gallon so yeah <laughs> you know i i do but I do like that part where he is driving on the rooftops and they're like, oh, what street is that? He's like, he's not on the street. He's flying on rooftops. That little bit's always funny too. Uh, I, but I always, one part of this movie I hate LBJ and I don't know why is the part where they're chasing him in the freeway and he like turns off the lights. Yeah. And then like no one can see him. It's like, don't the cops have headlights? How do they not see him? How does he go completely silent? And then why does he turn the lights back on? I don't like, know. That's the other thing. It's like, why turn them back on? I don't get it either. So anyways, he gets back to the Bat Cave. He gives the antidote to Katie Holmes uh, that Morgan Freeman made. And is like uh, him and him and uh, Alfred kind of argue a little bit. Uh, but he wants her to take her to the car. Uh, it turns out Ducard's at Bruce's party, uh, and that he's actually Raja Ghoul. Um, and that Raja Ghoul, he's going to release that fear toxin into Gotham City. That's what they've been putting in the water with the drugs, is they've been putting the toxin in the water, and they're going to use the microwave emitter to vaporize the water supply and put the gas all out into Gotham so, like, it'll tear itself apart. Yeah. Right? Do, no, that's right. That's right. Um, okay. I remember seeing the movie and like, this is going back a little bit, but seeing uh, Liam Neeson and I knew Ra's al Ghul was in this movie and seeing him and him introduce himself as Ducard. I'm like, bullshit. He looks just like <laughs> yeah. Ra's al Ghul in the comics. Like, I didn't believe it. I was like, I was very confused. Yeah. And then they did the reveal here. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So like the League of Shadows is there. They let all the p- patients uh, out of Arkham. 
they burned down Wayne Manor, uh, and, and they and I I can't figure out why they're gonna start releasing the toxin in the narrows. Why I, I, I'm confused as to like kind of the because they're like oh we want to release it to the whole city but like we're just doing the narrows first. I didn't I, didn't, I never quite understood. Yeah, because that that's bit. those are the people that are. Um the most disenfranchised, the ones that there are likely to just start attacking people, I think is, is what it boils down to. Okay. And cause they released all the inmates in the, in the, yeah. um, okay. So, uh, they used a device, all hell breaks loose in the narrows. Um, scarecrow's there. He's riding a horse for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then he tases them. Rachel tases him possibly in the face. I'm not hundred sure. percent in the face and shorts on his mask. Okay, got it. So Batman shows up and saves Rachel, and we should mention the kid from earlier who uh, is a kid in real life who plays uh, Joffrey oh, yeah. in Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, Joffrey so, from Game of Thrones. Yes. So um, he saves him, and that's when uh, that's when he repeats the line about like it's not uh, who uh, who, who I am, who I am underneath, underneath what I do that defines but me. what I do that defines me. And that's when she knows she's like, oh, she's like Bruce. She like knows. Um, also, do you find it funny when he's fighting those League of Shadows dudes that they look like snake eyes to you? Because that's yeah, what I they thought. Totally like, like I, snake eyes. <laughs> I have that <laughs> character. They look just like snake eyes. So, um, I, there's also that funny little bit where Gordon's driving the Batmobile around. While, that is kind of fun. Um, uh, uh, Liam Neeson and Christian Bale, they fight on the train. Uh, they're trying to stop the train from getting to the central hub because if it gets there, it'll like basically like blow up all the mains and all the whole water supply will be trash right yeah yeah essentially they kind of yeah that's what it is that's, that's what it is yeah so he blows up basically the tr- the tracks and the train's gonna crash um there's that great little bit where like uh like batman won't kill him he's like and, he's like, Ducar- I don't and, and he knows it too yeah he's like still he's still not willing to do what's necessary and he's like he's like i won't kill you he's like but i don't have to save you and so like he like flies out of the uh train like in the air with his cape and then the train flies off the rails and uh crashes so um then we get kind of the wrap up of it we find out that like the whole thing in the movie was that like wayne enterprises is going public and like uh rucker howard shows up and find like morgan freeman running the board meeting well it's because bruce bought up all the majority of the shares when they went public and then like re-owns the company and puts morgan freeman in charge and like fires rucker howard yep um uh, he talked with Rachel at the ruins of Wayne Manor, and there's that little bit where she's basically like, he is like in love with her, but she's like, like Bruce never came back. She's like, you're Batman, like you, the Bruce Wayne is the mask that you wear now, and she's like, maybe someday we'll be together if like the city no longer needs Batman. Um, and then you get the last little bit uh, where where he meets Gordon on the roof where he has the bat symbol and he's like, nice. And he's like, oh, yeah, I couldn't find any mob bosses around, which is kind of funny. And you get that great one of the great, I feel like, ending teases in a movie for the yes. Joker where he's just where he's just like talking about like escalation. He's like, take this guy for he's like he's like homicide, you know, robbery, a flair for the dramatics. And he just like flips over the evidence bag and it's just like the Joker card. Yeah. And Batman Batman's just like. I'll look into it. And that's like, uh, well, I guess the end of the movie is like, he's going to take off and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I, Gordon's like, I never said thank you. And he's like, and you'll never have to. And then like, he like leaves, but that is a great tease. It is, it, it is like, God, it made me want to watch, you know, it, it made me yearn for the sequel. Like I could not wait for the second movie to come out. And they, 
They didn't have any they plans for like, Well, they delivered, but they didn't have any plans. Like this was a one and done kind of thing for them. Nolan wasn't yeah. going to come back for a second one. Um, and then it just sort of like things changed. Like they yeah. wrote this thinking it was going to be a one-off. Um, not which is expecting kind of wild, a which is kind of wild, but you have to think that he definitely, once this one is, was a success or once I planned on make us, he had to have had the second and the third one, like kind of in his head at the same time. Cause I feel like, uh, I, you know, I read somewhere that they didn't like, That's crazy. and even after the second one, they had no idea what the third one was going to be. I, I, I'm looking forward to now at some point covering the third one because yeah. like, I have some major issues with sure. the dark Knight rises. So I, I, I like that was, I've like, even before I was a regular host on this podcast, I've always wanted to talk about that movie. So now that we can eventually get there, I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. It went uh, well, I actually started watching part of it after I watched this. Cause I had just seen the second one recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, you're uh, right. It, it definitely plays different. The more you watch it, the third one. Right. Does. So, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the end of the movie. Um, oh, you know, did you want to hear what the uh, taglines are? For yes, that? please. Taglines. First one, the legend begins. All right, not bad. Uh, second one, this summer, evil fears the night. And night, K-N-I-G-H-T. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Uh, next one is fairly similar to the first one. It's Except it's not the legend begins. It's a legend is born. And then <laughs> this one I think is a mistake by Internet Movie Database. It says... The legend lives on, and then parentheses it says limited edition DVD gift set release. <laughs> yep, pretty sure that's uh, that's not for this. So that's the baby the DVD yeah. release. <laughs> so, did you have any? Uh, do you want to talk about the abbreviated uh, role reversal? <laughs> do I? <laughs> um, so there's a lot of people that test tested for the role of Batman. Uh, you know, I'll go back. I won't do Batman yet. We'll do, we'll do Ra's al Ghul. Um, it was originally offered to Viggo Mortensen and then he turned the role down. Uh, okay. I think he would have been good. You know, yeah, I think he'd been think really he, good. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with Liam Neeson. I thought Liam Neeson was great too. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen would have been great. Um, and then Daniel Day-Lewis was also approached for it uh, or considered for the role. Um, uh, he would have been, I'm sure, great too, because Daniel Day Lewis is great and everything. But he's yeah. also Daniel Day Lewis, so it's gonna be, you know, right. I I think I mean like I think either of those guys could have done it, but I, it's hard for me not to picture Liam Neeson as it. You know? I agree. No, I agree with that. Um, for Gordon, uh, Chris Cooper was originally cast as Gordon, and then, uh, left to go do something else. I can't remember what. Um, I think they said that he didn't. He decided he wanted. He didn't want to be away from his family. Or that's he had what just it was. Finished doing a movie and he wanted to spend some time at home or something like that. So yep. And uh, and then they got the wild idea to cast Gary Oldman, which you know, this is really the first time you kind of see Gary Oldman in this kind of role. Normally he's a villain or some kind of lunatic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or a combo. Or a combo of both. Um, but yeah, like he's. I think he's perfect. Like he is the perfect Jim Gordon. I can't really think of anybody yeah, else who makes a better Jim Gordon. No, he's he's very good as Gordon in this whole series. Yeah, I agreed. Yep. Um, for Scarecrow, uh, 
Marilyn Manson, I remember the rumors of Marilyn Manson being offered <laughs> this role, like being up for this role and thinking, oh God, this is going to be terrible. Uh, Christopher Eccleston was also uh, considered, uh, as was Ewan McGregor and Jeremy Davies. Um, I think Jeremy Davies would have been really good. Remind me who he is again. He is, you watch Justified, right? Yeah. He's, oh, okay, he's Dewey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's yeah, Dewey Crow he and Justified. I think, I think you and McGregor probably could have done it too. Yeah, you and McGregor would have been fine. Um, so the role of Rachel was written for Katie Holmes. Uh, right. And then the backups they had were Claire Danes and Reese Witherspoon. Um, okay. I think they'd have been fine. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal uh, was not very good. Uh, <laughs> and I really it's wish- It's so uh, wild to me. Go ahead. Yeah, it's so wild to me. We talked about it in the Dark Knight episode that like Katie Holmes is like, yeah, I, I can't come back and do it. Like that it wasn't like they wanted to replace her. Is that she's like couldn't do it, and it's like, ah, yeah, that blows my mind because she was good. I like I liked her in this. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like her too in this. Yeah. All right. So for Batman, Bruce Wayne, Heath Ledger. Um, yep. They ultimately said no to him and, and cast him in, but no one liked him, so cast him as the Joker. Uh, Joshua Jackson, who would have been, yeah, Pacey. I, he was not been very good in this. <laughs> no, I couldn't see him in this. No, uh, I don't know who Hugh Dancy is. I recognize the name, but I don't really know who he is. Yeah, me either. I recognize it, but I couldn't pick him out of the lineup. Billy Crudup, I think he'd have been Maybe, fine. Yeah. Yep. yeah, he'd have been fine. Yeah, uh, Cillian Murphy, who actually obviously went to, to, on to be the, the Scarecrow. Uh, yeah, Henry Cavill. I think he'd have been good, but I think Henry Cavill's too large. That's true too. He might be he might be a little too bulky right. for the role. But uh, I don't know. Was he all is he always that big or was he maybe more a little normal size back then? I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. Hit us up on the dis- Discord. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Provide provide proof proof, please. Pictures of Henry Cavill. <laughs> I mean, now, now we're going to get a bunch of shirtless pics of Henry Cavill on the dis- our Discord channel. Probably. You realize that, right? Uh, whatever. It's better than feet pics <laughs> or E.T. Yeah, um, Keanu Reeves, who's been up for Batman like 12 times. Every time they make a Batman movie, it's always Keanu Reeves. His, his name is in the I feel like Keanu list. Reeves is up for any role where it's like a – it doesn't have to be a super young man. <laughs> like I feel like he's yeah. up for every – like Marvel role, every DC role, like every role ever. Yep. No, I agree. Um, he'd have been fine. Yeah. Uh, but the one person that every we all kept hearing, like it was between, it was between Christian Bale and then Jake Gyllenhaal. Like that was the story. Like, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Jake Gyllenhaal? Is it be Christian Bale? And then, you know, obviously went to Christian Bale, but, uh, but I remember for a time it was, you kept hearing it's going to be Jake Gyllenhaal. He's going to be Batman. It's so weird, though, now. I feel like this is one of those things where, like, Christian Bale's Batman is so iconic at this point. Yeah. And in my in my, in my my opinion, it, overall, probably the best portrayal of Batman to date. Yep. I haven't seen the new movie, so I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet either, but I still think even if that movie it, – supposedly it's good. I, I've I heard nothing but good things yeah. about it. But even if Robert Pattinson, like, it, I don't know if I could judge one movie against the three that, you know, like, it, I just so far the body work. But anyways, it's hard to picture anyone else in these as Batman. I agree like, with that. Like, that's just because it is so iconic. And it was like, I mean, I would say like career defining for him because I don't, you know, like he, he wasn't like he was a household name before this movie. These movies came out. No, not really. 
he, you know, and there's wasn't. that crazy thing where where you see like because he had made that movie like before this like the machinist yes where he was like down to like 120 pounds and they're like well you got to get bigger to play batman and then he got like way too big yeah and he had to like drop like 20 pounds so he was like normal size yep yep no but but, but you're right like i can't really think of anyone else because he's he's a great bruce wayne and he's a great batman like yeah it's it's hard to find an actor who can do both those things that well Right. Yeah. A lot of the other ones were like, oh, they did good at this, but not so good at this. But he does he does the very good job of like what like to me, like the Bruce Wayne is like Bruce Wayne is like the act. And he does like the good job yes. of playing like the, the the dumb, like billionaire, like playboy. Like you, he really sells it well, I feel like, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's all I got for uh, for Horror Versal. I think that's, I mean, really, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of stuff. We could probably spend another, like, two hours just discussing stuff about this movie. But, like, you know, we're, like, we're about an hour long podcast, so we ain't going to get into it. But, like, there's a lot to talk about. We've scratched the surface. But, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think we could probably get into our uh, final thoughts, our review. I agree. Let's uh, let's rate this thing. Why can't I think of what we usually say? It's called a rating. It's a rating show. (laughs) Let's rate this. I'm going to hit the button now and play the play the music. You ready? Here we go. All right. Now, now are you good? Do you need a minute? I I am I am good. Okay. Uh, did you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can't. I can go first then. What nah, would you rather? First. Well, I, I defer uh, to you. What would you what would you like to happen? Uh, you know what? Why don't I'll go first. Okay. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I, I love this movie. I think it's, I think it's a great movie. I mean, like I said, I've seen this movie so many times, and, and it holds up to me. It's a great origin story. It does a great job of telling the origin story in a grounded way, but also in a way that's not. A lot of times with like superhero origin movies, like it's kind of boring. But like, I feel like this one does a good job of like making it interesting the whole way through. Um, I mean, I have some nitpicky stuff. I don't think like the fight choreography in this movie is great. Like in as much as like the talk of like, and I know they address it in the dark Knight, but like the bat suit still is kind of like not, I mean, it's a, it's better than the like 1989, like bat suit, but it's still not completely like functional. It still looks kind of like bulky, you know? Um, and objectively, The Dark Knight is a better movie. Like, I would never say this is a better movie than that, but I would probably rather watch this one than The Dark Knight, if that makes sense. Like, this one to me is a more, I don't know. Like, I this one to me is like, I would rather watch this than The Dark Knight, but I think The Dark Knight's a better movie. I don't, I don't know if that no, makes I, sense I get it. at all. I get all. what you're saying. But I think that I, you know, like, I can't give this five because it's, it's not like a perfect movie. I think I'm going to give this four machine guns. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm pretty similar to you. Um, as far as see, it's weird going back and looking at this movie, you know, what, what are we 17 years later at this point? Wow. 17 years later. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) because so much has happened with, with superhero movies at this point. Like we, the superhero movie is, well, go ahead. Yeah, we, it, we 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 didn't even really like touch on that, but this is like 2005, so this is like kind of, I mean, Iron Man comes out in 2008, but this is 
kind of what you could almost say is like the modern superhero revival. Like this right. is what revitalizes the the whole genre. Not just that though. There, it, it revitalizes film in general. Like this is a it's an important film because you know I read somewhere that um, the producers of the Bond films looked at this and saw how grounded it was and altered the course of what Casino Royale would be, you know, and it took that to a more grounded level, um, which I think right. was a, was the right move. And you see that in kind of all of the movies that sort of come out after this, you know, things take a more grounded approach. They're not as over the top in a, you know, in a ridiculous way, you know, fast and furious movies aside. Um, <laughs> But uh, but things are, are seem more grounded, and they do sort of set the template for the way superhero movies are made at this point. Um, even so much so that they kind of base the entire DC universe on sort of what this movie started, like a grittier, well, darker. They put Nolan kind of in charge of it. Well, yeah, and I, I think if they had had their way... if Christian Bale would have done it. I think they would have wanted him to be Batman in the DC extended universe. I agree. Or the film universe. I think that they wanted him to, and he didn't want to do it. He was like, I'm done with it. And so that's why, yep. you know, they end up bringing in Ben Affleck and whatever. But I think if they could have like had him come back, that would, that, that would have been golden for them. Yep. And, and you know what? Now maybe he would have like, because then there wasn't the MCU wasn't there. You didn't see the potential for huge world building between, you know, dozens of movies um right well i mean even not not to get too far off track but if you think about it now like they're making these movies and like michael keaton is coming back to play batman yeah. in these movies it's something that you wouldn't think he'd do but he obviously sees like the hey th- these are i i think it's a twofold thing why people are in these movies or why they would come back because like one it's like hey yeah like for all the people that shit on comic book movies they're like you know they're 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 popular people see them they make money and they're they're made with care for the most part but also like i think for a lot of people it's like hey i can this is a steady paycheck i probably get paid decent bank to come in and play batman for like a couple weeks on this movie and then i can go do whatever i want so yeah no i I agree with that uh and i think also the actors think um you know superhero movies are taken are, are not like a joke. They're not a throwaway. You know, they're yeah. taken a lot more seriously. And you see a guy like Michael Keaton come in who now really appreciates how much the fans appreciate him uh, right. and has a chance to kind of come back and say, you know, I, I, I enjoy playing Batman now. Like, I get it. Because before, right. you know, he wanted to be done with it and just left and, like, didn't want to have anything to do with superheroes. Um. And then it kind of that, found it, like that the fandom kind of brought him back in. Well, don't forget he also plays uh, Vulture in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Right, but that was after that was that was later on. That was um, what I'm saying is like then he then he he dips his toe back into the. He did. That was the genre. thing. Like he kind of gets back in because he kind of feels like you know the superhero genre. This is the movie that sort of sort of revitalized the superhero genre. Um, yeah, it was agreed. really yeah. dead for the most part, and this sort of resurrected it. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, getting back to my rating. Um, yes. <laughs> I think this movie's really good. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. I, I do like The Dark Knight better, um, but I like this one better than Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, if, if I don't remember what I rated, I don't remember what I rated Dark Knight. I don't 
to get... I feel I don't think any of us gave it five. I f- see. I feel like I gave it four and a half. That's why I gave this one four. Yeah, that's and that's what I was thinking, thinking too. It, it's like just the next step below. Like yeah. it, whatever Dark Knight is, I, I'm fairly certain I gave it a four and a half. Um, this is a four. Uh, it's a great movie though. Like I, I super, I super enjoy watching it. Um, and it's, it's important. Like it's just an important film. All oh, the acting's great in it. Um, you know, it's just a good movie. That's yeah, it. Agreed. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. That's why I wanted to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Any kind of closing thoughts? No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm uh, going to be seeing the new one soon. So I'm interested to see how this one goes. Like I said, I've heard really good things about it. Uh, I'm a little hesitant because it's like three hours long, but hey, you know what? Yeah, that was the thing. I like, I couldn't commit. It's hard finding like a two to three hour block of time for me sometimes. So I got to yeah. figure out like when I'm going to go and see it. I still have no idea when that's going to be. Um, yeah, but Hey, coming soon to an episode of the uh, Last Action Podcast, and by soon I mean a long time away. The Batman. Yeah. Anyways, but no, I'm good. This has been fun. I, it was fun. I had, you know, and many times I've seen this movie. I hadn't sat down and watched the whole thing in a while, so it was always good to revisit it. And uh, yeah, if, if for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, then please turn us off. Go watch the movie. Please. It's on. It's on HBO Max. That's how I watched it. Yep. I also own a couple different copies of it. <laughs> yeah, I own it on like DVD and Blu-ray. And, yeah, but so. All uh, right. Uh, well, we are the Last Action Podcast. You can catch us every Monday on pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. Um, we're all over the place. <clears throat> and um, go to GameZillaMedia.com. You can. That's our main web page. You can scroll at the bottom, click on the Discord link, and join us on Discord and post uh, shirtless uh, Henry Cavill pics, uh, especially for Joe. Like if you put little messages on there, like you make memes out of them and say, "Oh, to Joe, um, he loves that stuff. Uh, he's a big fan." Yeah, as much as you are a fan of uh, ET and mannequins, so no, just we're good. get that out there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so join our Discord, chat with us. Uh, we love, we love, uh, we love when people interact on the on the Discord with us. And um, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah. Well, Joe, thanks for being here. Anything you want to plug? Uh, it's always no, great I, having I, you as a guest. <laughs> Somehow I can't seem to not be a guest, no. but uh, no, I'm good. Uh, uh, go back and listen to our uh, other. Batman episodes if you haven't uh, listened to them. Yeah, so. there's plenty at this point. I think I we've done as many maybe, Batman movies as we, as we have Bond movies now. <laughs> I still think maybe my favorite of all the Batman movies we covered is Mask of the Phantasm, though. It is pretty great. Uh, maybe The Dark Knight, but I do love Mask of the Phantasm. But no, I'm good. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening, and yeah, hit us up on the Discord. Well, in that case, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back.